Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine, and we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beauties. Kate and I are very excited, per usual, <laughs> about today's episode. And we were thinking that we have really only covered boundaries once, many, many, many moons ago with Amy Pavensky. But Kate and I have never dropped our wisdom around boundaries in dating and relationships. And of course, this is a hot topic. So here we are, episode 119 with Dating Boundaries 101, the class that we all should have received in like elementary school. Yeah, Boundaries 101. What? There's so many classes we should have received in elementary school and high school. All of it. That's the world we do together dream of, that this will, relationship skills will start being taught in school. Yes. But for now, you have the New Tooth Podcast. <laughs> Which is way better than school. Way better than school. For most people. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. For sure. So I want to start with the basics because I'm watching, you know, it's twofold here. The gift of Facebook and Instagram, you know, memes that we get these one-off shares about things that are then left to our own personal interpretation and boundaries like self-love, like codependency, like in our child work right now is just being thrown around like crazy. <laughs> the trend works. Right. So let's, let's talk about what boundaries actually are and then yes. how to set yourself up to date well. So one of the things that I offer my clients is the mantra that boundaries keep love safe. Like boundaries are about actually being able to protect yourself and boundaries are different than standards. And the metaphor I realized this morning was standards. So if we, we imagine that you're walking up to the temple of you, right? You're the temple standards are all the stairs that someone has to walk up to get to you. That's a standard. The boundary is the rules of engagement. Once you get to the top and before you open the door right? Boundaries are about you. I'm going to say that again, because this is what I'm watching be really scary out there relationally. (laughs) Boundaries do not mean you control other people. Boundaries are not about other people. They are about you and what you need to feel safe, to feel protected. And most of all, how you own your sovereignty and sense of self. And if you are in your saboteur patterns or you're struggling with codependency, or you had a childhood in which you were were not modeled boundaries, another word for boundaries are limits, then it gets really freaking messy out there because you're struggling with a sense of self and you're right to say yes, you're right to say no, you're right to ask for what you need or to even have standards. So that's where I want to begin. Yes. I've taken so many notes already. I'm like, (laughs) 
Um, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up first about that boundaries are not about other controlling other people's behavior, because one thing that I've noticed, and I've even started saying this in my, uh, in the masterclass, I spoke to this, that I I'm often unpacking the human language, which, you know, and challenging words that like self-love and journaling. And like, there's just all these words that people just use nonchalantly and they become, uh, if you don't understand what the word means, it's really easy to just feel shitty about like, well, what do you mean? You just have to have self-love. Like, I, I, I don't even know what that means. And so boundaries, I feel like is one of those words. And in my experience of working with women, so many women use, like they, they've, they think they're boundary, but what they're actually doing is creating more walls. Yes. And, you know, I work with women who are quite walled from love and letting love in again. And the most, like the last thing on earth that a walled woman needs is more walls. And it's often like, oh, I have boundaries. You can't behave like that around me. You can't do that thing. You can't, but we're, it's not our job to control other people. We right. actually, I mean, we can walk away and say like, hey, this actually doesn't feel aligned for me, but it's not our job to control other people. We can say, hey, that didn't actually feel good when you said that thing. I just noticed it you know, I felt really shut down. I felt really hurt. We can express what's going on for us in the hopes that the person we are connecting with or having that relationship with is actually going to honor us and going to hear us and going to hold space and consider our experience. And hopefully if you're dating someone and it's going down the route of a relationship that, that that's one of your standards is that they're considering your experience. And then they're open to hearing your experience, but, um, but boundaries aren't about changing someone else's behavior. And that's that sometimes people's behaviors will change because you're speaking up and you're standing, you're sharing vulnerably what didn't feel good. And you're standing with and for yourself. I love to say, yes, I love that, so, you say that too. Often it's my favorite. So that's what I, I, my clients, the reframe instead of the boundary. Cause even when I picture a boundary to me, it's a wall. And so, and, and sometimes we do need walls with some people, especially toxic family members, you know, where they're in your life, but you need a wall. Um, but the practice of just being able to say no in the moment or the practice of being able to just express what's true for you. And, um, that, that it's, that's what a boundary is to me is learning how to know what's true for you, learning how to listen to yourself and know what's coming from your inner guidance, your truth, your heart, right. as opposed to what's coming from your protective mechanisms. So often the saboteur gets in or gets in, um, what's the word? Oh my gosh. The saboteur gets a hold of something like the word boundary and then tries to use it to control other people or to manipulate other people or to get what you want. And the journey is learning how to have boundaries or stand within for yourself from a different place within yourself. And then is just connecting. And if someone doesn't honor your truth and, and they don't hold space for you and they don't consider your experience, that's really good information. And that's like the bare freaking minimum. Like yeah. em empathy yeah. in relationship oh is a stand like, but th that was a perfect example of what a standard is, right? Yes. A standard is I, I date people who have empathy and are able to honor and respect my experience. That's the standard. A boundary is I don't tolerate disrespect or yelling or someone criticizing me. And you don't have to like go parading around shouting your boundaries. 
advice, you know, when, when you're dating. And I think that, you know, one of my, my teacher Pia Melody presents boundaries as literally the way you embody your sense of self. Our skin is a boundary. Like here's where I begin and end as Catherine in the world. And for people that struggle with the fear of abandonment, they think that having boundaries means loss of something, right? I'll lose, if I have a boundary, I'll lose connection with this person. And that's why women don't speak up for themselves, right? We prioritize the connection over feeling safe. So if you don't like the word boundary, because boundaries are not walls, but yeah. if you don't like it, another word is just limits, right? What are my limits, right? And really, what will I not tolerate? And finding that is so hard for some people sometimes to actually say, if you've never had a sense of self, to be able to say, what will I not tolerate in relationship, right? All If you are recovering from toxic relationship, you've only known abusive relationship, that was from a lack of boundaries, babe. That that's how you ended up in that place. You didn't have one standards. Again, the stairs up to the temple of you are the standards and then the rules of engagement, right? What it, what I require to be around me. And again, it's not controlling, but example of boundary is I don't date people who are in active addiction, right? I don't date. I don't go on Netflix and chill dates. That's a boundary. I don't have sex before commitment. That's your, that's a boundary, right? Like you, you are in charge of yourself. And I love the example of communication you gave, because I wanted to say that when you're not making a boundary about another person, and this is again, it's, it's so, this is about sovereignty. Like having boundaries is about self-respect, right? You believing that you are a temple, that you have value, that you have worth, that you deserve to be treated a certain way. A lack of boundaries means anything goes, right? Any, anybody can just come in and do whatever they want and everybody can leave whenever they want. And I don't have any relational intelligence around how love stays safe. So first of all, a boundary is not, I need you to text me every day, loves. That's not a fucking boundary. No, that's called codependent. <laughs> that's called control. <laughs> So a boundary violation is telling someone what to do, right? A boundary and a boundary that is ineffective communication, the way so many people are saying it is, I need you. I need you to stop talking to me like that. I need you to stop drinking. I need you to go to a personal development workshop. Those are not boundaries. A boundary sounds like this. If you keep talking to me like that, I'm going to leave the room. If you don't want to grow with me in relationship, then this relationship isn't for me. If you, you have a right to keep drinking or using the drug that you want to keep using, and I know myself and I won't be okay in a relationship where this is happening. Can you feel the difference? You're speaking for yourself, but if you don't have a sense of self, you can't even access that, right? And this is where the trauma work and the deeper healing is so necessary. Because if you have been disconnected from yourself, if you don't feel like you have a right to say yes or no, and you have struggled with that, it's going to be really, really, really hard um, to stand up for yourself in this way. But start with what, I mean, this is a vulnerable thing I do in almost all of my programs. What have I been tolerating? And you can do this bigger than just dating, right? What do you tolerate? Maybe you tolerate non, you've been tolerating non-reciprocal relationships, right? You've been tolerating friends that don't see you or love you or honor you or t- and take advantage of you. Maybe you've been tolerating Peter Pan 
men, right? Or or inconsistent behavior on the dating app and you are accepting breadcrumbs. So this is again, and I love, we always come back to this, right? We like stop labeling men, like the toxic man, the narcissist, the emotionally unavailable man. And I think everything would change if we started communicating with each other as women with, and why are you hanging out with him? What yeah. do you want to do about that? Right. Instead of, cause even that sets up, oh, I can get him to change rather than does this work for me? Right. Am I willing to accept this? Does this feel good? Is this in alignment that boundaries give you a sense of self? So yeah. when you're dating, you start with what have I been tolerating? And then what won't I tolerate? And then you want to do the, the deeper work of what are my standards? What are the stairs? Someone has a job, <laughs> someone has empathy, right? Someone treats me with respect, right? Someone has character, someone's consistent. Those are all standards. And then your boundaries are, I don't have sex before commitment. I won't tolerate disrespect or criticism. Um, I won't, you know, stay on the phone until two o'clock in the morning because I need to get enough sleep. Like I won't tolerate booty call, you know, in the middle of the night. And again, and I'm sure you've seen this because the women who do the controlling boundaries, I call the dating police. They end up being the dating police yeah. <laughs> where you're telling people off all over the, all over the dating app. That's not cool. What does that have to do with you? It has nothing to do with you. How other people behave has nothing to do with you. What has to do with you and your sovereignty is what is okay for me and what's not. And you don't have to police other people. And usually it doesn't work anyway. You yeah, get I to think, decide. I think it happens because of the fairy tale story. Like the, it mm. happens because it, it, it because women are out there just like trying to fit a role. They're like casting a character in their movie. And so it's like, mm. okay, well you check all the boxes. Now when you do anything that doesn't feel right for me, I'm going to like contort you and change you and tell you you're wrong and that you need to be different. And, and, and men do it too. Like we, we get into relationship and um, project relationships where we want to, you know, we see potential in the person and we want to change them in order so that they fit our world rather than just letting them be who they are and us getting to decipher whether it's aligned. So that, I mean, that's the new truth. It's always about is this aligned mm -hmm. or is it not aligned? And, you know, you can, you can reflect on what you like knowing, however, it depends on how long you've been dating, but you can reflect on, um, what your what you think your boundaries are. And for me being new in the pool and like doing it really slowly, I'm learning and I don't even, you know, and, and, and so one thing I want to speak to is that, that they can change, you know, you mm -hmm. might have an experience where you're like, Oh, I just got out of a relationship. Now I just need to have hot sex for a while. And then you might get to a place where it's like, okay, now I'm ready to have, you know, more emotional intimacy before I have sex. And now like, I'm actually wanting commitment. So I'm going to do that before I have sex. Like we can change. It's not, there's nothing set in yeah. stone. And I think that's sometimes when it becomes walls too, if it's like rigid boundary, if there's a rigidity to it, because it's not, it's not shifting and evolving as you shift and evolve. And as you get to know your own soul and like do the work, the healing work and everything that we talk about, 
what we desire and what our truth is changes. And so that's why practices like, I'm going to say journaling. And I, I, I use that example because um, it writing about your feelings and expressing yourself on paper and being able to write it's journaling. is it not is some powerful. art. It's not some thing that you're going to be edit. That's going to be edited in school. If you think you're not a writer, that's probably something that got shut down when you were a kid. Um, but ultimately it's not about doing a good job at it. It's about ex- having a place to be able to express yourself and get to know the different parts of yourself and express like your feelings. So as I'm going on dates, I'm writing so much because mm. a lot, even poetry comes through sometimes. And sometimes it's um, letters to myself. And sometimes it's just like a barfing on the paper of like all the, you know, crap I feel and all the insecurities that came up. And when I met that person, and sometimes it's fear and sometimes it's appreciation and thank Mm. gratitude for the experience. And it's different every time. It's not this set thing, but it's a way to get to know the different parts of ourselves. And there's so many parts of ourselves and letting the little girl express when she shows up. And so that's really helped me decipher what my truth is and what I need to stand for. And I have this um, guy who's, you know, I, I think I shared, I've been on a couple dates with him and he's, it feels more at this point, like a beautiful friendship that's unfolding, but I express myself to him multiple times in voice notes. And every single time I'm like, I'm just going to share my truth. And, you know, this is just how it feels, how I feel, but it's nothing to do. Like you, you're not responsible for my feelings, but I'm really committed to being honest and sharing like what's coming up for me. And every single time he's like, I appreciate this so much about you, Kate. I love how open you are and how honest you are. And it's like, it's really inspiring to me. And I, he always Mm. gives that validation after. And it's like, and if it was a guy who just didn't respond or disappeared, or I'd be like, bye, (laughs) because it's, that's the information, right? The princess in you is like, oh no, it's gotta be this guy because he checks all the boxes and he fits the mold of what I'm looking for. So I'm gonna contort him into what I want. These are my boundaries and this is how you need to be in order to be with me versus the queen is like, this is who I am. And if you can meet me here, beautiful. And if you can't, even as a friend, like we we have these boundaries with friends. I do not have friendships like you talked about that aren't reciprocal. It's just, if a friendship isn't reciprocal, it falls away. If I don't feel like we're equally, you know, giving to each other in, in different ways and not in a forceful way, not in a self-sacrificing way, but in like a feeling met and without knowing your standards and your boundaries. And I think another thing that falls into boundaries is like knowing your non-negotiables. I would never yes. be with, oh, I would say I'd never be with someone who smokes literally like so many guys smoke in Greece. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but it, I mean, in a relationship, definitely not. Cause that's just such a, like health is one of my number one values. So to be with someone who eats McDonald's every day and smokes and like, doesn't care about their health would be, I would try and change them. Like, that's how I know if it's like a non-negotiable, if it's something that I stand for that I would try and change in the other person. Okay. Mm. That's, that's, that's a non-negotiable. And so it's just knowing what those are so important. And then that's when you get to have relationships in your life where you feel met. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with everything you just said (laughs) because the, the rigidity. And again, I'm just going to keep coming back to, I'm sure everyone listening is already starting to feel it. If you don't have a relationship with yourself, this is what's hard. 
if you're living your life from your adaptive strategies or you're still in that child place and you're not working on your sovereignty as a woman or you're in any of those saboteur patterns, especially a self-sacrificer and shapeshifter. I was just going to say that. Where you're just in, this is who I think I'm supposed to be. And this is what, well, this is what other women do. So I should do it too. Or this is what I think men want. And then you just keep losing yourself. Boundaries help you embody your sense of self, period. And again, boundaries keep love safe. And in a safe relationship, things do evolve and change. And there is flexibility and compromise. And I always actually bring up your partner better be able to have boundaries. Your partner better be able to say no without you throwing a tantrum or you taking things personally. That's all reflections of emotional immaturity. Right. Like I, I actually, there was an exercise many, gosh, I haven't done this in a while, many moons ago where I talked about how, when, um, I think I said this in the, our rejection episode that when someone says, I don't want to date you anymore, or it's just not for me, that's just their boundary. That's it. It's not a personal reflection of you. And so start celebrating when other people in your life say, no, start celebrating when something doesn't work out. Right. That, and, and again, this isn't about celebrating someone like ghosting you because they needed to have actually said something, but if someone says, Hey, I just don't think we're a fit. Wow. Thank you. So thank you so much. And I honor that. And I honor you and wish you the best because imagine how everything would change. Cause whatever you're usually we react to other people's boundaries when we don't have any, right. Or we react to the standards of other people when we don't have any. And so this is so, so, so important. And I, and really in relationship, if someone doesn't want to have sex, that's their boundary in that moment. It's not about, I don't want you. I don't desire you, or I don't want to spend time with you. Or if they need time to themselves or asking for space, it doesn't mean they don't care about you. And again, this is just all child and fear of abandonment stuff because the child thinks that having limits means I'm being abandoned rather than you are deeply, again, boundaries, keep love safe. You will have the connection that you crave only when it's safe. Toxic relationships are not safe. There's nothing safe about abuse. There's nothing safe about someone who dicks you around and and sends you texts every once in a while, or texts you in the middle of the night for a booty call and is inconsistent and doesn't respect you. And then, because I wanted to acknowledge that about what you just said about the rigidity, but people usually are rigid or you're like hanging on tight to your boundaries when you're actually just like learning how to have them. So sometimes people do start that way. And if you don't know your values, I love that you brought that up because the truth is your boundaries and standards will come from what you value and how to be sovereign and how to live in integrity with yourself is knowing your values. If you don't know yourself, you're just moving through the world with who am I supposed to be? What's the right thing to do? What does YouTube say about how to make men want me? And you know, all that crap, rather than I live from the values of who I am and I'm in integrity with myself. I'm not trying to control other people. I'm the queen and I wait for who meets me here. And all of you know, and I've heard countless stories of every fucking client I've ever had, of when the boundaries crossed, when there's a value that's not met, or when there's really, really terrible behavior, you tell yourself some story about, oh, it won't, it won't happen again. Or he tells you it doesn't happen again. And then it does. Right. So there's a difference between 
someone doing something over and over and over again and someone genuinely making a mistake. Cause I do think there's a lot of women that do the like one strike you're out <laughs> relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like they're late one time and, and now the relationship is over, right? That's again, there has to be flexibility and you have to be paying attention to what's really happening here. And do I know how to have these conversations about what's true for me rather than just living from a fantasy of, I just want to focus on how things feel and it feels really good, even though he doesn't ever follow through with what he says he's going to do, or he has a drinking problem, or he has an anger problem, or he's totally demonstrating avoidance, or he's dismissed my feelings in some way. It's fine. It'll get better next time, right? You have to learn when you're sovereign, you're paying attention because you're paying attention to your world. You're paying attention to who's in your world. And then outside of dating, if you have standards and, and um, are living in integrity with yourself in your life, you're not burned out. You're not running around town saying yes to everybody. So again, if you are dating or even before you start dating, I want you to think about where there are leaks in your life because boundaries are also about containment, about the structure of your life, how you manage your life, how you hold yourself in your life. If you're all over the place, that's the following what everyone else wants for you. That's not sovereignty. Sovereignty is being at home in yourself and knowing yourself deeply. And it evolves, of course, but you're always coming back to what is true for me right now. And what is true for me right now? And what is true for me right now? And you learn how to communicate that way. Yes, exactly. And like, where's your commitment? Is it, is your commitment to finding a guy or is your, or a girl, a woman, (laughs) or is your commitment to feeling good. And, you know, I think about when you were talking about, um, the shapeshifter self-sacrificer, who's like, Oh, fear of loss, like, Oh, but you know, this connection has like, there's some great things. And so there's something that's really out of alignment, but I'm afraid to lose this, the good things. So I'm, I'm grasping on, even though this person keeps not showing up over and over and over again, um, in a way that feels honoring to me and, Mm -hmm. you know, note it, knowing your saboteur and your inner child is so important because I think some of the examples you use, like I can see the controller in there of being like, he's late. Oh my gosh. He's late three times. Like I'm late. Often my friends have just learned that about me in there and I put more effort in now, but they told me one day, like Kate, every time we pick you up, you're 10 minutes late. So we just pick you up 10 minutes later. We tell you we're coming 10 minutes later. Cause I don't factor in the elevator and what, when I was living in Vancouver and it's like the, so, you know, having like rigidity, it, it's the rigidity feeling, but when your commitment is to feeling good and your commitment is to learning about yourself and noticing, wait, is this a wall or is this a truth? Like that's like knowing how to decipher the difference. Cause that's what I'm doing as I'm processing meeting people. I'm like, okay, there's a wall. Interesting. I'll keep an eye on you. And there's a truth. There's a non-negotiable that feels like, yeah, this is just my truth right now. And so being able to decipher the difference between those things. And I thought about this beautiful post, Shay, Shalina from Rising Woman um, posted a little while ago about, um, she said she was, she, she did, I think it was an interview she did with a friend of hers. And he said to her, um, she said she wanted a man who didn't drink. 
And he was like, well, that's a pretty big ask. Like you're really narrowing the pool. And she's like, well, good, because I only want one person. Like I'm not looking for 10 boyfriends. I'm just looking for one partner. And, uh, and then she attracted exactly that. And he does men's work and helps men get sober and, and have an amazing life. So it's, it's like you get to have your non-negotiables. I have a video game non-negotiable from high school trauma from my high school boyfriend um but like it's just like there's something about the energetics of a guy who plays video games all the time that's just like it's it's just a no in my body and it you know and maybe there would be an exception if I had an amazing connection and it didn't I, I don't know who knows like yes we can change but there's these certain things that are just like that just doesn't feel right. Um, so we get to have our desires. And so, but, but notice the difference between what, and you, you can try to notice on your own, but like Catherine and I will always stand for doing the work, hiring one of us, taking our programs, hiring another coach, like actually doing the work about learning about your patterns, learning about your protective mechanisms and starting to really distinguish the difference between the two, because it's so like when you don't know the difference, they are so enmeshed, like your soul self, you're who you really are. And you're in my work, your heroine and your saboteur, they're enmeshed. And like the, or your personality and your saboteur, who you, who you show up as in the world are so enmeshed. And so it's hard to know the difference until you really get to know yourself in a deeper level. And I know that so many of you have even just got to know yourself so much from listening to this podcast. And I love that, but you know, there's, I mean, every episode will tell you there's nothing better than learning about yourself and, and your relationship with yourself and everything that's happening inside of you and becoming just like a curious detective of your inner world, because your life just gets to get so much better. Like you're holding on to that one guy, the table scraps, who is, you know, crossing your boundaries over and over again, who doesn't feel good except for those moments of the like delicious scraps. And, you know, it feels so bad in your body, but then it feels so good. And and so your saboteur wants to hold on and fear of losing them and fear of not having that good feeling again. And the the good Mm -hmm. feelings you get to feel when you don't, when you're, it's not holding onto the scraps are so much better. Like they're so much better. You become more and more yourself in the right relationship. And when you're in the wrong one, you become unrecognizable to yourself. And I love, love, love that you brought that story about what Shalina um, said. Cause I think again, lack of boundaries is about the fear of abandonment. <laughs> it's about not having the right to have standards, decide how you want to be treated, right? Because codependency is essentially the disease of not mattering. That, that's what's happening in codependency. It's a lost sense of self. I don't matter. My feelings don't matter. My needs don't matter. So I'm here for everybody else. But when you embody, I matter. That's sovereignty. I matter. I deserve to be treated a certain way. I don't have to tolerate bad behavior. And then you're saying to yourself, I will not chase love. Right. I will not pursue unavailable people. I will not date someone who's in a relationship with someone else rather than these are the rules for how someone has to show up for me. And I'm controlling every second at the always be on time. And I think another way of thinking about it is, am I demanding that this person is perfect Yes. or is this actually a standard? 
right? Is this consistent behavior where they're disrespecting me or this was a moment and how do they repair with me? Because yes. this is again, the projection on perfect relationship. My standard, I, my standard was empathy, right? That wasn't, it wasn't going to happen if there wasn't empathy in my relationship. Another standard is accountability, right? How does someone take responsibility for themselves and their life? If they never apologize, they never acknowledge the impact they have on you. They never acknowledge that they've maybe broken an agreement with you. You're not safe, right? Two people have to be able to come together to say, this is who I am. And I take responsibility for myself. And in relationship, I acknowledge how I impact you, right? I acknowledge that it's my, it actually is my responsibility to treat you like a freaking human being, right? Not, not to take advantage of you, not to take you for granted. And a lot of women end up in the relationships where they're becoming, where they're the mother in the relationship. So how about another boundary is I will not be a mother to someone relationally rather than all men need to blah, blah, blah when they're around me, right? Can you feel the difference? Boundaries are about you. Standards are the stairs someone has to walk to even get close to you and you have a right to. And the, the Shalina thing is a lot of people are afraid, like they have scarcity mindset, right? There are 7 billion people in the world. And yes, if you're looking for one partner, you don't need every man to want you. You're not looking for 10 partners. You're looking for the most aligned person for you. And you have a right to your non-negotiables, but now we're going to get into a conversation where your non-negotiables are not height um, or anything height, right? They're not about the other person. The the non-negotiable is what do I know I need to be happy in relationship? Like what will actually work for me? You're, you're totally allowed to say, I mean, I can't even imagine actually being with someone who plays video games all the time either. Like, no, thank you. Um, but the non-negotiable is about, okay, what do I know I need in order to be happy? Right. Mm -hmm. The kind of person you're going to be, if you're going to be in a relationship, you're going to be around this person all the freaking time, right. Building a life with them. It's going to matter. It's not policing their behavior, but it's just saying, Hey, like boundary starts with, Hey, I just know myself and I know this wouldn't feel good for me. That's what a boundary sounds like. Hey, you, you, of course, play video games. If that's your life, drink and do drugs. If that's your life, I just know myself and that won't work for me. Right. That's actually what the standard and boundary is. I know myself. I know what I need and I know what works for me. Yes. I love how you just, I love how you just explained that because it's not about judging other people. Correct. Like when, when like the video game thing, I actually had a boyfriend in high school who was with for two and a half years and it's like a, a soft spot, but it's not even about the video games. It's about the energetics of the person. Like I need to be, I'm on purpose and I do work in the world that lights me up and I'm driven and, but in a, in a, I don't know, not in a like forcing, pushing kind of way, but I am, I love what I do. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't work very hard, but I love what I do. And, and so for me, I have to be in relationship with someone who also, like, I couldn't be with someone who was in a job they hated playing video games at night and smoking weed and like disassociating because they hated their life. Like, obviously that's not an energetic match. So it's not even about the thing. It's about the energy of who they are in the world and feeling met by someone. And so it's not about, because the saboteur wants 
to just judge everyone and be like, ew, okay, that guy is like that. And they, the fantasy addict, the controller wants to judge everyone. The fantasy addict, like nobody's good enough. The fantasy addict's like, everybody's so good. And like, oh my God, I'm in <laughs> fantasy about who this person is instead of really connecting with how I feel internally. And the reality is like this whole, everything we're talking about is about taking radical responsibility for your world, for how you feel every freaking episode, but for how you feel, for how you live your life, for what you, for your non-negotiables. I used to have friendships that were toxic in my life. I used to work for people who emotionally and mentally abused me every day. Like, and I didn't know cause I was self-sacrificer, like sweetie pie people pleaser. And I had this boss once who would like yell and spit in my face and like blame me for everything. And I did like 12 different jobs for this company and were, got paid nothing. It was just like, I didn't know. And I just was operating full on from protection. And now like, I wouldn't even attract something like that anymore. You know, I used to attract narcissistic bosses or people or whatever, people that were controlling or told me what to do. And the only reason I attracted that is because I was the counterpart to that. I was in my protective mechanisms were the pleaser and the sweetie pie and let me be who you need me to be so that I don't feel this anxiety, even though it does the opposite. It makes me feel more anxious. So when you take radical responsibility for your world, for your life, for how you feel, for what you desire, for what you stand for, for what's a non-negotiable and you keep reflecting and you keep getting honest with yourself and getting to know this, you attract people who meet you there. Yes. So you start to attract more people who also take responsibility. So, so much of it is energetic too. It's not like you have to have your, your clipboard and your checklist and you have to go figure out. It's like, no, you just have to show up as that person in the world. And then you attract people who show up like that too. And the ones who don't fall away so quickly and you don't, you're not attached to it. So radical say that when, when you're in that aligned place, there might still be people who want to take you down. Right. Yeah. But yes. you just will stop giving attention yes. to it. Like that, that becomes the magic when you know yourself, it's like, Oh, I don't chase that. I don't yeah. police that. I don't yeah. need to do anything about that. And I bring my attention to who actually is meeting me and yeah. showing up for me. And that's the practice. So yes, love it that let's see was there one more thing I wanted to say oh just that telling someone like telling someone what to do is a boundary violation so either if you're policing someone else's behavior or you find yourself communicating that way in your relationship like I need you to always that's control yes. and to recognize if someone starts doing that to you that's control it's not safe you yes. get to be you have a right to be safe you deserve to be treated well. You deserve to be happy. And I, we wish for you not only great romantic relationship, but great relationship across the board, yes. a great life that feels good where you are respected and you're living your truth. Yes. Everywhere at work. Like how many people are in toxic work environments? Work that was environments. so common for me back in the day. Like I was always attracting it. So at work, at home, at with everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And it starts with you. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Obviously a lot to unpack here. It's probably should be like a 10 parter, but um, as always share with a woman, you know, who needs to be a little more boundary and who needs to be a little more in her queen, not princess when she's dating. We love you and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the new truth podcast. 
for more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.